Blog Talk Radio. That's on the money. This is All About Wine on Blog Talk Radio, the talk show dedicated to the wine industry since 2009, featuring winemaker, cellar master, vineyardist, and tasting expert, Ron. Basically what we're trying to do on this program is just trying to educate people and trying to make wine less confusing and more friendly. From coast to coast and around the world. You know, we really have had some some neat people on the program. I, I just, I love that. Share your question or comments using the live chat feature on our website at www.allaboutwinebtr.com. Again, that's www.allaboutwinebtr.com. And now, All About Wine is on. Here's Ron. Yep. There he is. The one and only. Wow. Okay. Oh, wait here, here, just for a minute. Yeah, you know, we we need to mm-hmm. we need we need to And for all of you out there who are enjoying this okay. evening, share your box of chocolate, yes, snuggle sir. up, open yourself a bottle of wine. Mm-hmm. Sit down and listen to All yep. About Wine to enjoy your That's Valentine's right. Day. Happy Valentine's wow. Day to everybody. Happy Valentine's Day, everybody. To you and yours. There we oh, go. That's good. Good, that, good band that, we have that, in the uh, studio right now. That's that's awesome. I'm glad they're yeah, on, on, right on cue. All <laughs> right on cue. They did a good job. They did. So we got the got the Valentine's Day wish out there. Yes. You know, I don't know if I'm. Um, I, you know, I, I'm starting to realize that we are definitely in an information age here. I mean, you can find anything about anything. And what this is doing, though, is it's throwing out the fact that Saint Valentine wasn't uh, a saint of love. He wasn't from. Ireland. He was from England. He was kidnapped when he was 16. He became a Christian. He started to uh, save lives. He didn't get the snakes out of Ireland because there were no snakes in Ireland anyway. You know, a lot of this stuff that, you know, as you grew up, you, you heard all this, and you go, oh, that's cool. But now, because of the information age, they're throwing all of this stuff out there that we never knew. I don't know if I really like that or not. <laughs> you know, I to live with all the all the, the the fantasy stuff like he got the snakes out of Ireland and he was you know and all yeah. that so, yeah it kind of takes it away from it you know when you when you it does. but you know it's yeah. not the way we were taught but uh, it's out there now no, so it's out there yeah. yeah and it's for everything no matter what holiday we come to whatever happens or anything it's always you know it's uh, well this isn't really true this is what's true and you're going oh man yeah, yeah. so oh. <laughs> Oh, well, happy Valentine's Day, Mike, and happy Valentine's Day to everyone out there. Everybody. Yep, me too. (sighs) Thank you. Um, Well, that's the show. Uh, Thank you all for That's the show. Thanks a lot. We got to (laughs) go. What do you need to say? That's all I need to say tonight. We've got to go spend the rest of the night with our significant others. And so, that's right. That's it. It is Valentine's Day, for heaven's sake. That's right. Yeah. We, were on, we were on Thanksgiving, but uh, were we on Thanksgiving? I forgot. I don't know if we did the show on No, we I weren't. Think we were. we were not on Thanksgiving. Yeah, we were on. No. 
Well, we did we did other other holidays. It's like no big deal. Um, yeah, all around the other holidays. Thanksgiving is yeah because it, it was a long day, yep. so we didn't. Do that. Yeah, but okay, we're drinking some fourteen hands Cabernet Sauvignon tonight. Fourteen hands winery, H A N D S hands Cabernet Sauvignon. Uh, from Columbia Valley, it's a 2016, yeah, 2016 vintage here. It says celebrating the, well, I need to get more light on this because there we go. Celebrating the spirit of wild horses that once roamed the Columbia River Basin. These horses, measuring a mere 14 hands tall, renowned for their strength, endurance, and tenacity. And, uh, it says to go on Cabernet Sauvignon from Columbia Valley. This rich, full-bodied Cabernet Sauvignon features the bold characters of black currant, dark cherry, and espresso. But uh, you know, I can detect the black cherry, and I can uh, the black currant. I can detect the dark cherry. I am not an espresso fan, so therefore, it, if it comes up in the side of the face, I wouldn't know if it was is espresso or not. With a hint of spice. Perfectly balanced for a smooth finish that makes the wine a great dinner companion. And then it goes on to say, 14 hands celebrates the spirit of wild horses and that run the river basin, uh, Columbia River Basin. 14 hands in height, these tough little horses revered for around the world for their strength. The terrain that once gave them endurance and spirit now feeds our vines. Our 14 hands wines share the soul and intensity of this unbridled freedom. Um, good wine. It's mm. you know, reasonably priced. I think it's it was around $15. But would you buy it because it's a Cabernet Sauvignon and it has you know the 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 flavors mentioned on the label, or would you buy it because they're celebrating the spirit of wild horses that are 14 hands tall? Well, you know, or, wild horses is very important. Um, that's it's something that I've always associated wine with as wild horses. So, uh, okay. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> wow. <laughs> no, it's, it's <laughs> whenever I see a wild horse, I need to think of Cabernet Sauvignon. No, that's not yes. true. <laughs> yeah. No, it's the Cabernet Sauvignon. I, you know, it's uh, Cabernet Sauvignon, Columbia Valley, which you know is, mm-hmm. is a well-known region. And the Cabernet Sauvignon, and that's what get it. Fourteen hands is, you know, it's this the winery, and right, but yeah, sure. That's that's all. that's a lot to put on label. <clears throat> yeah, it is. It, it is. But everybody has their stories on labels and stuff like that, and uh, okay. you know, you gotta gotta have your story. Which you know, <laughs> what I used to do at the winery a lot, I'd tell stories for everything and all that stuff. Oh, sure. You go to any winery, and you you really should have the person behind the counter tell you stories because it makes the wine yep. that more much more important and that much more interesting. Yeah, yeah. So, but yeah, it's uh, definitely. But it's just nice wine. I it's it's got some nice flavors. It really does have some uh, um, black cherry, uh, black currant. Well, I guess espresso, but uh, it is good. It's it's got it's enough tannin. It's a little bit of. A, a little bit of acid. Those who are sensitive to the acid will notice that. But I like it. I like it. So that's Good. what I'm enjoying with the with the program tonight. 
with with a meal later. Excuse me. So, uh, oh, wineries. This is, uh, let me pull up wineries here and what they have to say. Uh, Tassel Ridge. Uh, Tassel Ridge is uh, having their events. They have they have just released their ice wine, their iced wine. Iowa Prairie Snow is their sweet ice wine. I can't call it an ice wine, but Iowa Prairie Snow, it is. Excuse me. Uh, made from grapes picked at the peak of perfection and frozen after harvest. Best sip as a dessert or with apple or lemon desserts. So uh, there you go. That's that's available. Tassel Ridge Winery. Uh, they also have uh, their uh, Oxyfenzante, which is a carbonated red, which they bottled over this past weekend, and that is available now. Upcoming events they have every day. The Bistro Lunch is available. On Friday, the February the 15th, tomorrow, is their Wine and Wood-Fired uh, wood, wood Oven Pizza Day. Saturday, Wine and Chocolate Pairing. And then Sunday, or, I'm sorry, Saturday again also. Wine and Chocolate Pairing is all weekend. But Saturday night uh, at 6 o'clock, a wine tasting at 6.30. They sit down for dinner of a Valentine's wine dinner. Uh, reservation is required by 3 o'clock today. I'm sure you can give them a call and they'll still get you in there. And uh, then they have other events coming out throughout the month. February the 23rd and 24th, wine and chocolate pairing again. And then their oven fried pizzas. They are located in... Uh, Iowa at Tassel Ridge Winery, 1681 220th Street in Leighton, Iowa, L-E-I-G-H-T-O-N, Iowa, Tassel Ridge Winery. Uh, you can uh, check them out at, well, let me go to the website and see what their address is. I thought it was right here, but I didn't see it. TassaRidge.com. There you go. T-A-S-S-E-L-R-I-D-G-E dot com. TassaRidge.com. So if you're in southern Iowa, it's southeast of Des Moines. So if you happen to be in that area, that neck of the wood, if in the country, then they've got events coming up this weekend. So check them out. Also, we've got Whispering Oaks. Whispering Oaks is uh, having an event this uh, this weekend. Come on, man. There you go. Uh, Friday is Steak Night Special, and they do the steak quite often, actually. Uh, at But this one is Steak Night Special. Again, you buy any three bottles, you get the fourth one free. Live music every weekend. Uh, they have uh, the meals consist of either steak or salmon. Alaskan wild caught salmon, baked potato, uh, green beans, baked beans, salad bar, and it's twenty-seven fifty per person. Tax and gratuity not included. Suggestion 
suggested reservations, 352-748-0449, or go to www.winesofflorida.com. Tassel Ridge is located at 10934 County Road 475 in Oxford, Florida. Fun little place. Mike's been there. It, it is a fun little place. So, uh, uh, if you're and they've got events going on almost every single weekend. So if you they're located close to the villages, which is in north central Florida, south of Gainesville and north of Tampa. So and that's the area where they are. So if you are in that area, uh, check them out. They also on Sunday, February the seventeenth, which is this Sunday. They have um, a uh, Meet the Authors and Book Signing, which is something a little bit new. Uh, that is from 1 o'clock to 4 o'clock on, on Sunday. They have four authors and their books, and you can talk to the authors and discuss what's going on and all that. So uh, that, uh, that's uh, Whispering Oaks in uh in Florida, northern Florida. Tablas Creek blog is still out there, which is very good. I don't know if you've joined their blog yet or not, but it is uh, very interesting. They've got a bunch of stuff. They're telling about all their new releases that are coming out this year in the latest blog. They've got a stack of them, too. So if you are uh, a wine club member, you can make your reservation for shipping for the wines that are coming out. This spring, they'll be having a party uh, on Sunday, March the 31st. But you can uh, go to tabletscreek.com and sign up for their newsletter and join the wine clubs and all that other stuff. Every, know, every three, four weeks, they don't flood you with emails. That's what I like about uh, Tablets Creek is that they don't flood you with emails or with uh the blog, they uh, send it out, and they are always, always interesting. And let's see, I know I've got others for you here. Uh, let me click on this and go. Henry River, all right. Henry River is having a uh, Valentine's Day event this Saturday. Uh, they have a uh, uh, bunch of stuff going on all the time in Henry River. They are located. At 1650 Dusty Road in Newberry, South Carolina. Uh, their phone 803-276-2855 or you can check them out at uh, Henry River Vineyards. Henry E-N-O-R-E-E Henry River Vineyards and uh see what they've got coming up and see what's happening and all that. But they, they've got a bunch of stuff happening here. And they've got a couple of new releases out. Uh, and they've uh, got some sweeter wines, too, a lot of uh, American grapes. So they tend to be a little bit sweeter, a lot of muscadine, that, that style there. So Henry River, Henry River Vineyards for your your tasting if you're in the South Carolina region. I still think it's pretty warm enough that you can enjoy it there, I think, now still, too. Uh, all right, let's get out of this. And the next one we have for you 
is Waltz Vineyards, W-A-L-T-Z, Waltz Vineyards. Uh, the Waltz Vineyards is located in, uh, oops, passed by here, there we go, in Mannheim, Pennsylvania, at 1599 Old Line Road in Mannheim, Pennsylvania, Waltz, W-A-L-T-Z, Waltz Vineyards. Uh, if you'd like to check them out, it's waltzvineyards.com. They have a Waltz Vineyard dinner menu at Harvest coming up uh, on Thursday, March the 14th. They're doing a wine pairing dinner at the Hotel Hershey. Uh, seating is between 5.30 and 8. Dinner is at 8 o'clock. You can do wine tasting beforehand. Uh, the executive chef, David Yo is coming in. They also will be tasting wines and uh, fried chicken and chocolate waffle. Then uh, Millionaire's Bacon. I don't know what Millionaire's Bacon is. Millionaire's Bacon. Then you'll have a 2017 Sauvignon Blanc. And then poached pear salad and point raised blue cheese. And then after that, a 2017 Fusion. And then strawberry rosé sorbet. And then albacore tuna tostada uh, with black beans and rice and ginger slaw. And then after that, a 2016 Old Line Chardonnay. And then Santa Maria-style tri-trip roast with chickpea fries. And then a 2015 cherry tree Merlot. And then you'll be served a peach blackberry crosata. And then you finish all that with a 2018 Moscato. Oh, my gosh, that sounds phenomenal. So if you are around Mannheim, Pennsylvania, coming up, Again, that's not until March 14th, but that's a month away. That it'll before you know it, it'll be on top of you. So get a hold of them. You can call 717-534-8800 and make your reservations. And if you have any questions or anything, you can uh, talk to them. $75 per person plus tax and gratuity for the meal. But, oh, my gosh, yeah, I just read you all that. That's you know, you're looking at a couple of hours to eat, and I'm sure it doesn't say here, but I'm sure they would have some entertainment of some sort in the background, if nothing else, a pianist. So uh, keep that in mind for the coming event, Waltz Vineyards. And, again, reminder, Tarpon Springs Wine Walk coming up Saturday, February the 23rd, which is, what, uh, the week from Saturday. It's, it's almost here. Uh, Saturday, February 23rd, uh, from 4 to 8 p.m. at the Smudge House 49 downtown. $20 in advance, 25 the day of the event, rain or shine. And so if you want to make reservations, 727-543-1593. And you can get reservations for the Tarpon Springs Wine Walk. Tarpon Springs is located north of, well, actually north of St. Petersburg, Clearwater, which is north of Tampa, to, if you're not familiar with the area. So if you're down here visiting or taking in a preseason baseball game, which 
short starts like a week after that, then that's a good thing to start your weekend. And let's see, I think that's it for announcements for wineries and stuff. So we're caught up there. Um, yeah, let's see. I noticed this other article on the paper. Enhance your wine experience. I, I thought this was a good article. A lot of the stuff I've talked about, I'll, I will go over it lightly. Uh, this is uh, by Dave McIntyre of the Washington Post. It was in the local paper here. Like papers so often do, they, they run things in both places and stuff. But this was in the Washington Post. Um, it is uh, an interesting approach. It, it, just telling you how to enjoy your wine more. Yeah, we all always go and end up picking our default wines, our same wines that we always, always grab. And I'm always telling you, and please do, pick up something different. Try a variety. You will be shocked and amazed. And, you know, even if you have to spend two or three extra dollars, five dollars more or something, the quality is going to start showing itself and you're going to enjoy it. But this says, pay attention to the wines you do drink. Okay. Make notes. I, I'm I'm big on this. Take notes on that. You got your phone in front of you. You can do notes on the phone. There's a notepad thing or there's a something in just about every phone. If not, you can download it. I think there's simple apps to download it. But take notes. You don't need to take notes of something that's old that you happen to try that somebody shared with you. And you go, oh, I love that. That's fantastic. Yeah, and it's old. And you'll never find it again. But if you're going to the store and you're picking up stuff, take notes. And then that way you'll know. Be sure to write down the vintage, though, because that can make a difference. But very important, take notes. And I mentioned this a couple of weeks ago, and, he, and this guy says in the article here also, Cultivate a wine retailer, or even two, uh, or even three if you have them in your area. Find a store close to you that you can frequent often, that you can get to know the people in the store, that they do have a good wine selection. I don't mean one that has, you know, 10 rows of vodka and all the different flavors and everything, and one row of wine because that one roll of wine is going to be the ones you can find everywhere but find ones that have a little bit of variety of wine and get to know the store get to know the people get to know who works there and then when you walk in there tell them your your preferences tell them what you like tell them what you've enjoyed before tell them that you might be looking for something new along that line after a period of time they will get to know you and they will start pointing out stuff to you as soon as you walk in the door and if you can do that for a couple of different stores and a couple of different uh, people, then it can help enhance your tasting. It can help enhance your wine experience tremendously because they're going to start showing you stuff that you would never consider buying before, but you would have to trust that they know what they're doing. And again, you know, if, if they don't know what they're doing, if they're not aware a lot of the stores have wine buyers that are in there. If you can find the wine buyers, if you can find the people who do that, get to know them, and they can help you find new new tastes that you never realized 
that you might enjoy, ones that you would overlook every time, but they say, here, try it anyway, and it's going to give you an excellent thing. And, you know, again, let them know the price range that you're comfortable with. And obviously, you're not going to go in there and they're going to not guide you to a $50 bottle of wine if you're not comfortable with it. But if they realize your price range and what you're comfortable with, then they will help you and enhance your tasting uh, more than you can find anywhere else. Or if you have a friend who's really into wine or something, take them with you or something like that, too. Uh, if you happen to find somebody that's recommending wines that you don't care for, let them know. If they continue to do so, then find somebody else. I mean, this is not like it's loyalty to a wine shop. Read the labels. Now, you know, like I was saying earlier, and I, you know, being facetious, it just, you know, don't pick a wine just because you like horses and this happen to have pictures of horses on it. I, that's not a way to go, but read the labels. Read what it is. If it says a blend, read what the blend is. Most of them will tell you if you're into blends. And blends are very popular now. That's becoming the thing. Uh, a lot of blends are out there, and a lot of them are very, very good. So read the labels and find out what the blends might be. Find out a little bit about it. I used to always tell people in at the winery class I taught, don't be sold too much on the on the descriptions. They they can describe something that just really, really sounds fantastic and phenomenal. And then you pick it up and you buy it and you go, wait a minute, this isn't anything like the label. And it could not be. But at least find out what is in that wine, what the wine is made of, if they use oak, if they don't use oak, if they blend, if they don't blend. A lot of times this will tell you on the label. And if you don't have all that information and you like the wine, contact the winery. A lot of them have phone numbers on the back on the label. If they don't have phone numbers, they have web addresses. And contact the winery and find out what it is that the blend is. Find out more information if you're really interested. This particular one here... Uh, let's see. Uh, tells the artist it. Uh, uh, no, it doesn't. Doesn't have a phone number. Thirteen point five percent alcohol. I forgot to mention that earlier. But it. I said Oregon. This is in Washington. Oh yeah, Columbia Valley, Washington. This is. Uh, well, let's see, 14handswinery.com, I'm sure. Go to the wineries. If it has a phone number, or the website a lot of time has a phone number. If you're really curious, give them a call and ask them what the blend is. Ask them what's in that. And a lot of times the clerks are the people who answer the phone are the tasting room people, and they're not always sure. They will more than likely be happy to transfer you to somebody to tell you what the blends are, if you're into blends and stuff. So, Read the labels, though. Try to get some information out of it if you can. And, again, try something new. And if you if you get a chance to visit wineries, most of my vacations that uh, I, I do consist of visiting wineries. That's just uh, what we do. They're everywhere. Wineries are just about everywhere you can imagine. And no matter what area you're in, there's a winery around there. Go to the local... Chamber of Commerce, go to AAA if you're members of AAA. 
go if you're driving you come into a state a lot of times as soon as you pull into a state within the first 15 miles 20 miles if not sooner there is a welcome center and if there's a welcome center they usually have the winery brochures there or they can tell you where the wineries are around there so they're all over the place so visit the wineries or just plan a wine trip it doesn't have to be california doesn't have to be napa although if you've never been there it's always fun to go at least once but then there's lots of others there's livermore and possible ropels and sonoma and the foothills and temecula and all sorts of stuff around california you can visit also in just about every state there's areas that are wineries i believe i told the story of when i was visiting arizona we were my son and i were driving south and we had passed already passed the immigration checkpoint where they stopped us we had to show our driver's license and show who we were and we were about 15 minutes past that there on the side of the road was this enormous sign enormous green uh, highway sign that said welcome to Arizona wine country it was like what it was so odd to see that but there was a lot of wineries down there and uh, Keith Joshua winery was in that area and speaking of Keith Joshua I thought I had an email from him telling me what was coming up for them here uh Since I just thought of that, let me go back and see. No, I guess not. Yeah, Keith Joshua just sent out an email. I know I didn't wipe it out because I just went to it. There's something else for Whispering Oaks. What is this? Uh, Whispering Oaks is a wedding event, 50% off rentals and stuff okay that's just that's not good up to today so so much for that but i don't know where you know keith joshua's having an event they have events all the time there keith joshua winery is located in southern arizona if you are in that area then it's always oh there we are i found it here now let me jump back and tell you about this also uh, they have a newsletter every month you can go keith k-i-e-f dash Joshua J O S H U A Vineyards dot com. Keith Joshua Vineyards dot com. And he has a monthly newsletter. But uh it's uh tells all about what's coming up and everything else. So uh check them out. Keith Joshua uh, oh wait a minute, they uh I just found it here. You're gonna have to uh KJ dash vineyards dot com. KJ located in Elgin, Arizona, which is in southern Arizona. There's about five or six wineries down there, too. But nice place, nice guy. If you uh, check out their their website, you can see what's coming up. 520-455-5582 is their phone number. But Keith Joshua, kj-vineyards.com. And they've got... Uh, I'll tell them about different things. March 2nd and March 3rd, they've got a big event going on at the winery with a bunch of wineries coming in there and uh, all sorts of stuff going on. Southeast Arizona Wine Growers Festival. So that's coming up March 2nd and 3rd, a couple weeks away. So check that out. But, yeah, I knew I had something from Keith Johnson here. But 
southern Arizona, uh, big wine country there. So if you're out visiting friends anywhere, ask them if there's any wineries. You would be surprised how many people that lived local never came out to Florida State Winery until someone from out of state came into town and said, do you know you have a winery out on 52? And they would take the locals to the winery when they were visiting. That just it was always fascinating me. I would find this happening a lot. So get up there, visit the wineries, find yourself a store, and enjoy and, and enhance your wine experience. In case you're wondering, entries are being called for for the Rochester, New York Finger Lakes International Wine Competition, April the 13th through the 14th. 2019 in Rochester, New York. Uh, all proceeds benefit Camp Good Days. It is for um, people who are diagnosed with terminal illness. It has been helping them for 40 years, I believe they say. Uh, it's uh, They've served over 48,300 campers from 22 states and 36 foreign countries. And, uh, yeah, this is her 40th uh, year. So all the proceeds go to that. So it's, it's well worth. They have a a Camp Good Days wine auction dinner on Saturday, November the 16th in 2019. Uh, there is $175 per person, $1,750 for a table of 10, um, and 90 cents out of every dollar goes to the camp experience. If you're a winery, you uh, need to get your uh, entries in for the April 13th and 14th. Entry fee, $55 per entry. They need, I think this one requires five bottles, but they have all sorts of categories on this, an unbelievable amount of categories on this. So get it in and... Uh, yeah, you can get in touch with them at their website, which is, I have no idea. Oh, info at F-I-L, what is it? What? F-L, I think. F F L I W C dash C G D dot com. So info at FLIWC-CGD.com. If you're interested and you have wine you want to enter, then get a hold of it. That is the Finger Lakes Big Wine Competition. That's the one that uh, Joy Neighbors uh, judged a couple years ago. I don't talk to her in a while. She may still be judging that. All right. Well, I spent a half hour talking about everything else. Now I want to talk about what I will was looking at tonight name designation this is something i have brought up in the past this is something but i think it's time to talk about it again and i was looking up online information on this and oh my gosh i just i'm getting things like you know uh, uh, oh just just a bunch of crazy stuff bunch of crazy stuff online um and it just took me forever to find anything what I was looking for. I did find a few things that was interesting, and these are some of the things I'm going to share with you. Uh, but there's a, there's a lot of junk out there. 
rules of name use and name labeling. This has been around for a long time. It was established after, during the Treaty of Versailles, World War One, the wine regions of Europe and, uh, well, that area there, Europe, I guess, is pretty much covers it all, said they want name recognition. They want a name designation for their regions so that everyone around the world would not be calling Champagne, Champagne, Port, Port, Sherry, Sherry, uh, stuff like this because it was their names. And Burgundy was their name and stuff. And so they wanted this in the Treaty of Versailles. They put it in the Treaty of Versailles. It was listed in the Treaty of Versailles and, and along with all these other pages and pages of stuff. And they got it. And all the countries that were in World War I signed the treaty, except for the United States. Woodrow Wilson, our president at the time, did not sign the Treaty of Versailles. And the Congress did not force him into it. They didn't bypass him. They said, okay. I don't know the reasons or anything else, but I do know that it was not signed. All right. Well, what that did was it did not bind us to the name designations that the wineries of Europe wanted. So you started to see champagne. You started to see port. Now, we could do this as long as we said it was American or California or whatever. So we could continue to call these names under this because we weren't bound by anything else. And this went on for a long, long time. But then that stopped. Uh, oh, I guess, well, people who have enjoyed wine for many years are probably used to Burgundy being a red wine. You would find a jug of Burgundy. You would find a jug of Bordeaux, and you would say, oh, this is this is a great Burgundy or a great Bordeaux, or this is a great Chianti. But it wasn't a Burgundy or Bordeaux or Chianti. It was a blend, just a generic blend of those styles. But we continue to call that. But it wasn't too many years ago that you can purchase a Chablis. <clears throat> Excuse me. You can purchase a Chablis, and a lot of times it's a gallon jug or the uh, Rhine wine was another popular one, all that. And they were just nothing outstanding. <clears throat> Excuse me again. Nothing outstanding, but it was good with food and are cons- to consume by itself. I remember, you know, used to drink a lot of those back in my youth, but. The grapes, most of the time, usually came from Central Valley of California, where the wine was made. And the wines usually had one characteristic in common, and that was that they were inexpensive, but they were still condos. And that all changed in 2006. There was an agreement between the United States and European Union over wine-making practices and naming regulations. And specifically, the European Union agreed to accept certain American winemaking practices used on wine imported into into the European Union 
and the U.S. agreed to cease approving European name place names on labels. Okay, now, 2006, European Union has been around that long. That, that always surprises me how long. I mean, time just flies by as we don't realize. But we can no longer, Americans' wineries that were already using these European names were grandfathered in for a period of three years. But that didn't stop them. They continued to use the names long after that. And no new labels were approved by TTB. Oh, by the way, TTB is up and running again, the website. During the shutdown, it was not. They they closed the website, but it is up and running, as if that means anything to you. But if you want to look up anything, it is available. So, no labels were approved. Now, wineries that have made and sold wine called Champagne, for example have screamed and protested and all that, the naming change, and pointing out that in some cases, some of these wineries have been calling a champagne a champagne for more than 100 years, which is very true. You know, I mean, you can look at some of them a lot longer than 100 years. It's still, it's not really finished yet. It's still going on. American wines will not use European names going forward. Uh, and if Europeans have their way, some wine-making terms like Surlay and Method Champenet, and even winery names that include Chateau, would be off limit to American wineries. Wow. Uh, Bordeaux, for example. Bordeaux, the French wine region that spans uh, the uh, Garonne and their Dome rivers near the Atlantic coast of France is one of the largest in the France-producing regions, and all wines that have Bordeaux on the label must be produced in Bordeaux. Same thing with Burgundy. This is another area which is in east-central France. It has to come from there. Chablis is in the northern Meuse wine district in the Burgundy region, and it's... Oh, Almost exclusively Chardonnay. I mean, that's more than anything that Chablis made from Chardonnay grapes. But it does have a few different ones. And the soil and everything is a little bit different. In the United States, Chablis was frequently made from Chenin Blanc grapes. And it was generally uh, more of a fruity, sweeter style than the classic Chardonnay style. Uh So if it says uh, Chablis, the wine must be made from in Chablis from grapes grown in the Chablis region of France. Chardonnay, basically. Champagne. Here's another one. Champagne is from the northernmost region of France, north of Chablis, actually. And it uh, is has to be produced... Uh, in the styles that they do there. Now, in accordance with the 2006 U.S.-EU treaty, only wineries using champagne on labels before 2006 may continue to use the term, and then only if it is accompanied by the wine's actual origin, like California. The correct term for a fizzy wine made anywhere other than champagne that has undergone a secondary fermentation and uh, 
to introduce CO2 is called and has to be called sparkling wine. Chateau. Now, this is something when used to name the winery. There are no limits to the use of this name on labels in the United States at the present time. But EU and the European Union is trying to put limits on that. They wanted the Chateau just to apply to French. You know, I can't say that I particularly agree with that. That's going a little bit too far. Chateau is not a protected name as far as I'm concerned. But, you know, that's just me. Chianti, central portion of Tuscany in Italy. And it is, uh, well, central western coast of Italy. And it's associated with the... Uh, the straw encased basket bottle, uh, the straw basket that goes around the bottle. Everybody's familiar with that. If you're not, you're not, haven't been drinking very long. Uh, the practice is now forbidden to call anything Chianti except for that. Port is a wine from the Portugal. Region is referred to as a Portugal fortified wine. It's been around for about 400 years. Although American wineries that made wines they called port before 2006 are allowed to continue using the name, however, new wineries are prohibited. All right, so uh, the Florida State Winery Strawberry Port was made back in 2002. I started making that. And so we had the name Port Approved, and it was legal all the way up to that point. Um, one winery calls it Starbird. Tassel Ridge Winery calls it Finale. Uh, but basically, it's no longer being able to use the word Port. Uh, I'm always asking people, do you have an alternative that we can all get used to? I don't hear it anymore. Uh, Sir Lee uh, the, is a wine-making technique that is also protected. Now, <clears throat> excuse me, I found a website which I was quite fascinated by. This is uh, welcome to Origins. O-R-I-G-I-N-S dot wine. It was originally called wineorigins.com, but now dot wine is a legitimate uh, extension for websites. So now they've changed their name to wine origins or to origins dot wine instead of wineorigins.com. It says when it comes to wine, location matters. And it is quite an extensive site here. It tells who the members are and gives a little bit of history and to help all of you in the history because I doubt y'all going to look it up because I went, you know. But let me go through the history a little bit with you here of origins. The movement to end purposeful mislabeling and misuse of geographic names by some wine producers is increasing every year. 
And these are the milestones that have contributed to it. March 1977, Oregon prohibits use of semi-generic designations on wine labels. Uh, an Oregon law says that no person may use a semi-generic designation. Okay, which basically is what it is. Burgundy, Chablis, Chianti, which is already in existence in Europe, but not in the United States. This was March 77 that uh, Oregon passed this law. Washington State formed uh, the alliance to begin work toward the common standards of quality of wines at levels in the state. And so they started to come up with wines labeled Washington wine to be entirely of grapes grown within the state. They also, at the time, prohibited use of names, Burgundy, Champagne, Bordeaux, should be all those that, uh, that we've talked about. And they're addressing this stuff. So that was in 1999, August 1999. In September of 2000, California protects Napa. Not the state, but Napa. And I'm finding that Napa, the name Napa, is being protected individually a lot by the Napa Growers Association. They're doing an awful lot of individual protection on that. But California state government backs a proposal of the Business and Professions Code that requires that wine sold for interstate or foreign commerce cannot use the name Napa or, again, any other of the names they have on there. Uh, no other advertising for the wine unless at least 85% of the wine must be derived from grapes grown in the area indicated by that appellation. So California starts protecting the name Napa. Five years later, in May of 2005, the California Court of Appeals denied an appeal to overturn a California state law prohibiting labels that misleadingly include the Napa name without using Napa Valley grapes. So if it did not include Napa grapes, you can't say Napa anywhere on the label. They have the Supreme California Supreme Court upheld that time for a sip of wine. Excuse me. Thank you. July 2005, a transatlantic agreement signed by eight renowned wine regions. Five American and three European wine regions signed a transatlantic agreement called the Joint Declaration to Protect Wine and Place and Origin. And they embarked on an effort to educate people about this around the world, the importance of place names. The original signatories are Napa Valley, Oregon, Walla Walla Valley, Washington, Willamette Valley, Champaign, and Jerez, Zero Sherry, and Porto. They all joined in July 2005. January 2006, the Supreme Court opposed the California law and protects the Napa name. And that's the United States Supreme Court opposed that law. Uh, there was a group called Napa, a winery called Napa Ridge, and they were sued by the Napa Valley uh, Grape Growers Association, and the Supreme Court says, you're right, they can't use Napa Ridge. So... 
September 2006, California protects Sonoma. And they add that to Governor Schwarzenegger signs the law into you saying that that uh, uh, Sonoma is protected. In December of 2006, the U.S. Congress approves legislation protecting European wine place names. Now, this, this opened it up quite a bit here. This made a big difference. The U.S. Congress passed the legislation implementing the first phase of the U.S. EU wine accord banning the future mission. Oh. Okay, I just had a thing pop up here and I don't know why, but um, sorry about that. Uh, Accord, the future, uh, uh, concerning the future misuse of 16 wine place names, including Burgundy, Chablis, Champagne, Chianti, Port, Sherry, and Touquet. However, the U.S. allows producers to continue using misleading labels that are already on the market. Again, grandfathered in for ones that have been using it for, for years and years. March 2007, Wine Origins Alliance expands to 14 regions. The new ones that they added after that list that just read includes Sonoma County, California, Paso Ropos, Chianti Classico in Italy, uh, Tokay from Hungary, Victoria, Australia, and Western Australia. Two months later, EU protects Napa Valley's name. The European Union opposes and grants geographic indication status to Napa. In December of 2008, Australia and the EU signed the most comprehensive agreement ever for a third country. Australia agrees to phase out misuse of champagne, sherry, port, and other names in the future. I don't know. It doesn't say if it grandfathered it or not, but they did. February 2010, Long Island, New York, and Roja joined the Wine Origins Alliance. September 2010, California protects Sonoma County name and more strict regulations as opposed to the ones that were signed earlier back in September 2006. September 2011, Australia protects EU wine names and gains uh, general protections in the EU. So... Australia is on the bandwagon and uh, recognizing the different areas in France, plus uh, the uh, European Union agrees to recognize 112 Australian geographic locations, or indications, they call them GIs, uh, Australia. June 2013, China and Brazil increased protection of champagne names. January 2014, Canada protects EU wine names. European Union, again, the Porto, Port Sherry, Bordeaux, Chianti, all, all the ones that have been there for a long time. March 2014, Santa Barbara County, California, Bordeaux and Chablis joined the Wine Alliance. October 2016, Barossa joins the Wine Alliance. 
the South Australian wine region of Barossa is now a member. That's the 20th member. January 2017, four Napa Valley dessert wines will no longer be called port. Even though they were grandfathered in, the uh, Napa Valley Venture members will voluntarily quit using port. June 2017, new ones added McLaren Vale, Texas Wine Growers, and British Columbia joined the alliance. February 2018, poll finds overwhelming consumer support for accurate wine labeling. They did polls of 800 U.S. wine consumers and found that people support the new wine labeling. Point being is, I don't think most anybody really knew about it. And I hate to say that, but it's so true. Because I would find people in the classes I taught, and I would find people that came into the winery, and they didn't know. They didn't know that you couldn't call these anymore. They didn't know anything. They didn't know why you couldn't go down to the store and pick up a jug of Chianti anymore. I Lots of people, I used to love that Chianti. I used to love getting a Chablis. I used to love getting the Burgundy and the jugs, and I used to drink a lot of Yeah, you know, a lot of people did. And they didn't know why. Just all of a sudden they noticed, well, you can't get it anymore. Why? And they've stopped that for years and years. And people really don't know why. They didn't understand why that was so. And so, you know, the poll finds that overwhelming consumer support, yeah, well, if you talk to wine people, you're going to get overwhelming consumer support. But I just think that most people don't know this all is going on. Good for you out there, listeners, because you're educating yourself in this. But... Most people don't. Most people aren't aware of this stuff. March 2018, Congressional Resolution... Excuse me. March 2018, Congressional Resolution acknowledges contributions of U.S. wine regions. The Congress says yay for you wine regions in the United States and American viticulture areas, you're doing good. We recognize the uniqueness of the AVAs and all that stuff. Again, most people didn't know that. That was a House Resolution 766 in 2018 and less than than a year ago, and people weren't aware of it. May 2018, United Kingdom protects Napa Valley name. Now, this is important, too, because of uh, the Brexit move, and so they are protecting that. The whole history of what's going on in name plan. Now, the members list has expanded. Barossa, Bordeaux, uh, Bourgogne, Chablis, British Columbia, Champagne, Chianti Classico, Juarez Sherry, Long Island, McLaren Vale, Missouri, the state of, Napa Valley, Oregon, the state of, Paso Robles, Port Rojo, Santa Barbara County, Sonoma County, Texas, again, the state, Tokay, Victoria, Canada, Walla Walla Valley, Washington State, Western Australia, Willamette Valley, and uh, Yamanachi. What is that? I'm sorry. Let me check on that. I'm not familiar with that. Uh, Japanese. Yamachi is the first wine region awarded geographical indication GI by the Japanese government. 
inland valley bearing a classic valley climate, long hours of sunshine, daytime temperature variations, relatively little rain, and it's great for growing grapes. Uh, 1,483 acres producing 60 or 600 million bottles of wine annually. And uh, 83 wine companies. It doesn't say wineries. 83 wine companies in the region. So there, there's uh, Yamanashi. So we have a Japanese area that is designated. So those are the members. Those are the ones that are protected now. They are expanding. The European Union is constantly looking... Excuse me again. These European Union is constantly looking at different areas that might join. The United States and, well, I shouldn't say the United States. I should say Napa Valley has been doing its separate deals with United Kingdom, with Britain, because of Brexit. They want to be sure Napa is protected, and just recently they signed protection for Napa in Britain. So, what is it? The end of this month, or end of next month? I think the middle of next month uh, is supposed to be finalized. Brexit is supposed to be finalized, unless they change it. But as it stands now, so Napa wanted to be sure they got that. So, name designation is important. The areas, a lot of them are grandfathered in. Again, if you want to check out this site, and it is it, it lists all of the different areas, and you can click on each one. It tells you about and it's 25 leading wine regions, and it, you can click on each one. It tells you about those areas, what they grow. It shows you a little map of where they are. Very, very comprehensive site, and I'm sure it's growing. Check it out at... Origins, O-R-I-G-I-N-S, dot wine. And wine is the uh, extension now because it's it's legal. Dot wine is the new one. So check it out on that. And it'll tell you all sorts of stuff um, on there. And what I'm going to do, too, is I am going to say this is one of my favorites because it's something I know I will be referring to in the future there. Um, but wine region protection, I was looking at stuff, and it, it's amazing all the stuff that they have protected. I mean, uh, I, I found things that uh, would just, just fascinate me, cheeses, and, and uh, uh, just amazing. You know, so I, I won't go into that. It's, it's 8 o'clock already, but... Um, Location matters, and it's starting to matter more and more. A lot of the areas are grandfathered in, but you're not going to see a lot of the names pop up. You're not going to get your jugs anymore. And so if you're interested, check out origins.wine. It tells you a lot about what's going on there and what's protected and what you're looking at and the growing areas and all that. And that's it. Okay. Uh, yeah, it says uh, when it comes to wine, location matters. And uh, um, really nicely done um, 
website there. So yeah, good deal. It is, yeah, very, very comprehensive, quite uh, comprehensive. Hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll have to check that out later. That's that's a good thing. Um, let's see what do we have. We are after. Oh yeah, yeah, we're at eight o'clock already. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Uh, we. Um, I guess we can uh, go ahead and close the show for this week, and uh, we'll pick it up next week on the 21st of February at uh, 7 p.m. Eastern Time right here on Blog Talk Radio. Um, Thanks to everyone for tuning in, and I hope you enjoyed it. You can always send comments and questions for a future show or anything that you heard already. Uh, If you have any questions, uh, let us know. Ron gets the emails, and it is alloboutwine101 at gmail.com. Alloboutwine101 at gmail.com. It sounds like a class name. Hey, did you take all about... Did you take All About Wine 101 this year? Yes, I did. <laughs> yeah, that's why I did it that way. I mean, I'll figure it out. It's the beginning. Oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah, it's good. Um, a lot of people are just so, learning, so it's the beginning. Yeah. It's, yep, and it's uh, easy to remember, so think of, think of it that way and uh, and email the show, and um, maybe we'll uh, discuss it on a future time like we did with um, – uh, the last God, episode or two, I guess, maybe. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Some a couple of them. Questions to want to add. We went to those. Yeah. yeah. So. so that was good. Um, so yeah. thank you for that, and uh, we will oh, continue. Oh, so oh, one oh, other oh. thing before we get completely off sure. the subject of wine, and but I have been trying to recycle or find some place to recycle old VHS tapes. And I'll tell you what, it is one of the hardest things to find somebody who takes them. It, the reason you can't, you shouldn't throw them in the landfill because they have a life of over a thousand years. I mean, there's the chemicals and stuff in there. And the tape itself is mylar and mylar doesn't break down. And then there's other stuff in there. So you shouldn't throw it in the landfill. And I have called different places. I have put calls into, and I'm not getting response from, and all that. And I just, I've looked and looked. I've spent, I don't know, a good three or four hours yesterday, or day before yesterday, trying to find something about recycling. If anybody knows anything out there, you know, drop me a note on uh, All About Wine 101. And, uh, I'll follow it up, but I just I'm, I don't want to throw them in the landfill because it's just you know bad for the environment and everything else. And being a little bit of environmentally conscious, it just I, I just can't do that. But let me know. So that's that's all. I just wanted. To, are you looking for something local, or are you? I'm looking at well, trying you to know, more, send more than them out anything. or something. Yeah, I like to get local. I found a couple of places. Yeah. There's a place in, in Sheffield, England, that takes them. Mm, that's yeah, local. I, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm not, not going to ship across the pond, okay? So, yeah, but Sheffield, England, there's a place in Columbia, Missouri, that takes them. But, you know, it, you, it's like... Twenty nine ninety five for the first thirty pounds, and then thirty five cents for each pound after that. And it's these things are heavy, and then you're responsible for the shipping cost to them. And I'm not don't I, you know I'm I'm environmentally cautious, but I don't think I want to spend that much money just to get these things recycled. So I, I'm I'm a little bit 
hesitant on that. Uh, I found another place that does it, and this is in Washington, D.C., and they, they recycle them. But again, it's so much for the first box, and then it's 30 cents for each pound after that and all that. You know, and, and again, but they do pay for shipping. But it's you can get yourself a box for $79 and fill it full, and they pay for shipping. But, you know. I don't know, but if anybody knows anything, yeah, if I can find something local, if anybody's in the in the Tampa area or you know even yeah. in central central mm-hmm. Florida, uh, I, mm. I would be I would be willing. I just uh, just don't want to throw them in the landfill, you know. And there, I just there, want to not, uh, yeah, go ahead. No, I just I, I it, it's not like they're you know this is. Uh, Batman Returns, a tape of Batman Returns, or stuff like that. Most all of these are ones that I have popped in the VCR and recorded mm. stuff. You know, and so it's it's not like I can donate it to a preschool that they can sit around and watch movies because, you know, I'm sure they wouldn't be interested in 90% of the stuff that I recorded. <laughs> so, yeah. So, um, yeah, I did a I did a search on uh, Earth911.com. Uh, yeah, videotape and zip code, yeah. and and it looks like St. Louis, Missouri. Uh, there's California, um, Massachusetts, I guess Washington. It's Issaquah, Washington. Uh, they yes. accept videotapes, but I don't I don't see anything um, it, yeah, here in the, Florida. Um, yeah, VCRs, I know that's yeah, but not the yeah. Not the tapes themselves, you know. And yeah. they're, you know, you look at science and they say, well, recycle, you know, make crafts out of them. I'm not going to make crafts out of my videotapes. Okay, <laughs> that's not going to happen. <laughs> recycle yeah. it yourself. <laughs> yeah, really. Yeah, I don't think so. but I just, one. you know, wanted to throw it out there. If anybody knows any place in Florida, I've looked all over. I called. I found a couple in Florida. I called them. Well, I, I didn't. Well, I called them, and both of them said, "Don't call me. Send an email or a text or something." I've sent emails. I've sent texts. I've sent. I've you know, and nobody's returning the call. I don't know. I mean, a simple no, we don't would be great, but I'm not hearing from them. So, oh well. Yeah, not too good. So, yeah. Okay. Well. Happy Valentine's Day, everyone. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week. Next week, uh, yeah, well, I forgot what the date was already. But anyway, next week, uh, the the 21st. Oh, that's right, 7 plus today. Uh, 7 p.m.? Yeah, Yeah. 21st. We'll see you all next week. Thanks for listening again. Have a good week. Thank you. This concludes tonight's broadcast of All About Wine on Blog Talk Radio with your host, Ron. For show information, links to All About Wine on Twitter and Facebook, or to be a guest on this show, visit the show website at www.allaboutwinebtr.com. Archived shows are available for download on iTunes or on our show page at blogtalkradio.com forward slash allaboutwine. Thank you for listening. Drink responsibly, and we'll see you next time on All About Wine.